welcome to the weekly podcast of Trinity Life Church. We are a local church that gathers in downtown Toronto on Sundays and all throughout our city during the week. Now our mission is to help people discover their identity and destiny in Christ so we can influence our city, our country, and our world. If you're looking for a place to call home, we'd love to have you. Our services are Sunday from 10.30 to noon at Jarvis Collegiate. Enjoy this week's podcast. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish, there are shouts of gladness. By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. By the mouth of the wicked, it is overthrown. Whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy in spirit keeps a thing covered. Where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. And let me pray for us. God, we just want to give you thanks, first of all, for your presence with us, that you were here before any of us arrived, that you've been waiting for this moment with us, and we just give you thanks that um, your word is alive and true, and it stands true all throughout time. It's true yesterday, today, and forever, God. We just thank you that we have this moment right now to hear from you, to hear your word preached. And God, we just ask that um, you would move us closer to your will for us today um, and help us to hear you, trust you, and obey you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, my name is Mike. I'm one of the leaders here. And so if you're new with us, welcome. You made it out in the snow. It's not so bad out there now, right? It's a little better? Too yeah. Easy. We're, we're in Canada, right? Uh, you know, I always hear about the rest of Canada. <clears throat> you know, like Saskatchewan. Saying like Torontonians are such babies, right? Because we're like, oh, a little bit of snow. and But... Um, I mean, we're from the American South, so we did it. Uh, <laughs> we barely got here this morning. Um, we were like, should we just stay in bed? <laughs> so, uh, guys, I'm really excited for this year. I'm really excited for this season. I'm really excited for 2019. If that hasn't come across the past three, three Sundays, like, I just want to say it again. 2019 is going to be the best year in Trinity Life Churches. Short history. Um, I just feel like every year is going to get better. Last year was actually a really hard year, but it was a really good year. It was our best year as a church. So um, uh, we, we went through scriptural, spiritual awakening last year. I'm excited about what the Lord is taking us through this year. We're taking, so this whole month is a vision month. So we can talk about influencer. We talk about influencer in terms of kingdom, because this is our DNA, Kingdom Disciple Society Church. So Influence in terms of kingdom, last week disciple, this week society, next week church. And, and guys, the rest of this year is going to be really awesome. We're going to go through the book of Joshua at the end of the year. We're going to do um, some, we're going to talk about how you just become more like Jesus in the summertime. Uh, it's called, the, we're going to go into practice of presence and just being in the Lord's presence and, and how that just transforms us and shapes us. And uh, what else are we doing? We're going through the book of Luke this year. Uh, we're going to go through Ruth this year, so it's going to be really cool. Actually, Ruth is going to be next month. Um, we're going to do a relationship series, which we didn't do one of those last year. We're going to do that this year in February, and uh, it's called Friend Zone. 
So, and it's, it's going through the story of Ruth. And it's, and it, <laughs> and, in, and we're gonna talk about how friendship is, real, is the foundation of all your relationships. All of them, well, whatever it looks like. So we'll talk about Ruth and Naomi. We'll talk about uh, Boaz and Ruth and Ruth and Boaz because we see initiation on each of their parts in different chapters. We're gonna talk about uh, Naomi and Boaz and how, that, and how that friendship works its way out and how like, we're just brothers and sisters in Christ and how you take that into dating relationships, how you take that into marriage, how you take that into uh, just all your relationships, coworkers, neighbors, et cetera, et cetera. So the cool thing about it is I'm only preaching one of those. So you'll get my perspective on one of those chapters, I think chapter three. Daniel will be speaking on one of those. Uh, Michelle will be speaking on one of those. Uh, and then a friend of mine uh, from uh, Philadelphia, his name is Kevin Brown. Uh, we engage with him in the West Bank, and you'll hear about that a little later. And he'll be coming in and doing one of those as well. So you'll get a different, different perspectives from different stages of life, from different, um, yeah, just, just, yeah, different personalities and all that. So it should be really good. Um, we're really excited about it. And then we'll go into Luke. So let's, let's talk today. Uh, just let me give you a quick overview of our DNA again. And this is the DNA of our church, Trinity Life. It's, this is what we do. This is the lens through which we do everything that we do. Guys, even our church budget is aligned like this. You can go to our budget and you can see what goes into the kingdom, what goes into disciple, what goes into society, and what goes into church. Like, this is a lens for everything we do. So our kids' stuff, what they're doing right now, uh, is going through this lens. Uh, this Sunday morning goes through this lens. Our, our body life groups, our small groups go through this lens. Our engagement in St. Jamestown, around the world, church planting, all that stuff goes through this lens. So we talked about kingdom and disciple. Uh, today we're on society. And kingdom is like, the, the kingdom of God is this larger lens through which we operate. And we would say this, or we do say this at Trinity Life Church, that if we're kingdom disciples who engage society, out of that arises the church, okay? When kingdom disciples engage society, the church arises out of that. If you start with the church, you may miss the kingdom. If you start with the kingdom, you're always gonna get the church. And Jesus starts with the kingdom of God, okay? And if you've grown up in, in church, if you've been around Christianity for a while, uh, you may have heard, you may not know much about the kingdom of God. My family, we started going to, uh, my parents became believers when I was 10, and so we essentially grew up in our faith together through my teenage years. And then, I won't go through the whole story, but eventually I went to seminary, and it wasn't until seminary that I even heard about the kingdom of God. Like, that's, that's crazy when it's an essential part of what Jesus teaches. Uh, I said this two weeks ago, before he leaves the disciples in the book of Acts, he teaches them for 40 days. Guess what he teaches them on? the kingdom of God. He doesn't teach them on the church. He doesn't teach them about prayer. Now, all those things are part of the kingdom, but he spends 40 days talking about the kingdom of God and what those things look like in that context. Guys, the church is not the kingdom. The church is the agent of the kingdom. So we'll get to the church next week, but in order to get there, we have to be disciples of the king, Jesus, who engage society. And this is the biggest part, the biggest missing piece of the church today. Like when our, you guys, you guys realize when the city looks at the church in general, 
they don't see someone who gives back to society. They don't see an organization or an entity or a group of people who contribute. They just see people who get free tax, or get, who get tax breaks, and who are parasites on society. Who, that's why they're waiting for all these church buildings to go under, so they can scoop them up, you know, put in developers, and, and make some money, right? Like, like, they look at the church as not, not people giving back. That's not who our church is. So, give you a little brief overview of Trinity Life Church, because uh, many of you guys weren't there in the early days. Um, we didn't start as a worship service. When we started this church five, a little over five years ago, we didn't start as a worship service. We didn't start as a prayer group. We didn't start as a Bible study group. We started by being kingdom disciples, engaging society. Now you say, well, what does that look like? I had a few church planters this week that I met with who are in our city, and they know this part of our story, and they said, what does that look like? And I was like, you're a church planter. Like, you should know what it looks like to engage society. And they, they had never been given a framework for it. So let me give you a framework for, for what that looked like and just in the context of our story. So when we moved here, when Missy and I moved here into Toronto, into Canada, into, into this city, we knew zero people. We had zero relationships in this city. So how do you, how do you meet people? Like, how do you find people? How do you... Like, how do you make friends if you have no exist, pre-existing relationships, right? Well, we just talked to everybody we met and told them what we were doing. Uh, I mean, we'd meet people on the street corner. We would meet people in coffee shops, libraries, uh, neighborhood, uh, like schools, all over the place. Um, and we invited everyone along with us. So one of those places, and we looked at our city, we identified an area of the city called Regent Park, which is just south of here, at that time is the largest social project housing development in Canada, okay? Um, and it's just co-blocks down from here. Um, we were told by other pastors and church leaders in the city, don't go to Regent Park. Like, you will die there. <laughs> Cassandra's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, Cassandra's from Regent. Uh, and, and they told us we would die, and I was like, wait, physically? or spiritually, <laughs> both, they said. But when I looked at our city, when we, when we looked at the city, we were like, this is where Jesus would be. This is where he would go. This was, our city at the time was, was working and pouring millions and millions of dollars into Regent Park to revitalize it. Now, uh, what's happened is, is some gentrification. There's, there's, we won't go into all the politics of Regent Park, but there's some good, there's some hard, there's some bad. Uh, it's, it's a whole mixed bag of stuff. Um, if you want to know more about, about it, talk to Cassandra. She, <laughs> she grew up there, they were displaced, they came back, she lives there again now. Um, so she has a much better perspective on it than, than I will give you here. But we started working in Regent Park and we just started networking with missions organizations leaders, community leaders, um, everybody. We identified the culture voice of the community, which was the Regent Park Film Festival. We identified who was ministering to families, the Kiwanis Boys and Girls Club. We identified where the gathering spaces, the, the free aquatic center that was brand new there. Artscape was a community center. We just started partnering with these organizations by doing very small things with them. And we started engaging society. We looked at our gifts and we started just using them. Now, when we looked at us, we didn't have very much to offer, right? There was no church. Well, there, there, there were like two families at that time, so it was like we would call ourselves a church. Um, 
and we're just serving the community. So, for instance, for the Kiwanis Boys and Girls Club, we went there and we cleaned their space. So just a, a little thing to serve them, because uh, a lot of these organizations, guys, they, they struggle with volunteers, they struggle with money, they struggle with uh, creative ideation anymore. And so we thought, why don't we identify these groups and we can come alongside them and push them forward in what they're already doing. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We're gonna have to create a Christian tutoring service or a Christian watercolors program or a Christian fill in the blank, handbell choir. I don't know, did your church have those growing up? Um, we didn't have to do that. We just looked at where the kingdom of God was being ushered in already and God was moving and we joined that. That saves us a lot of work. Plus, we get to build relationships with a lot of other people, right? And share the love of Jesus and infuse the gospel in what we do. And none of this was subversive. They knew who we were, we told them who we were up front, and they welcomed us in because we wanted to serve them. So take the Qantas Boys and Girls Club, we cleaned their space, and guys, it was dirty. It was nasty, it was like their youth space. They are like used Q-tips we were picking up. They are like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was gross. Um, we didn't have gloves, like. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, I didn't know it was gonna be that nasty. I was just like, we're gonna sweep in here. But, um, but uh, they were so amazed that we would even do something like that. Eventually, fast forward, um, they invited one of our people to be on their board. And, and so you move from just filling in gaps in an organization to now helping them create solutions for the betterment of the community. Right? Like, that is, what, that is what our work in the city looks like. That is what it looks like when we engage society and we work for the common good. Now, um, we have, Michelle mentioned, we have this thing called the New Common, which Seth is going to come up and share a little bit more about that in a few minutes. But uh, just to explain what that is, the New Common is our ministry that, for, that has all those things in it. Local engagement, global, church planting, multi-faith, all that stuff is in under this umbrella. The space in St. Jamestown is called the New Common. And when, when we were thinking about the name, uh, when Seth and I were brainstorming and, and, their, and his team, we were like, what do we want? What do we want our city to know? What do we want them to realize? And, and we're like, well, we, we're working for the common good. This isn't just for the church's good. This isn't just for, um, this isn't just for your good. It's for the good of the entire city. Like, that's what we're working towards. So we want them to know that, but then when we, when we looked at what the common good is in our city, it isn't exactly like we would define it as followers of Jesus. So that's why we said, we want to help establish a new common in our city, a new common good, a common good that is actually according to this passage. So let's go into this passage right now. This is Proverbs chapter 11. Um, through this series, guys, uh, or this month, Envision. It's been more of what I just talked about. Uh, we haven't dove really deeply into any of these passages. Don't worry, that'll come February to December. <laughs> um, these, these passages are, are key for us, but uh, because of everything that we're trying to get out, I don't have time to fully go into all the intricacies of, of this passage, but I'm gonna give us a pretty, um, hopefully a pretty good uh, overview of it. So. Verse 10, uh, Solomon is, is writing this, and he write, King Solomon, and he writes, <clears throat> when it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices, and when the wicked perish, there are shouts of gladness. And then guys, 
um, when you read the Psalms in, in poetry, you know, you know the term couplets. A lot of times these are written like that. So, so the Proverbs are like that as well. So verse 11 is kind of an expansion of verse 10, okay? So, so you can see it here. By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. It's kind of like a, para, it's a parallel, it's parallel to that first part of verse 10. But by the mouth of the wicked, it is overthrown. So we're going to take those together as a couplet. So we see here that there's two groups. There's the righteous and there's the wicked, right? Um, and, and there's only one thing, guys, that separates those two groups. Just one thing, and that's Jesus, right? Jesus is the one who separates those two groups. Without Jesus, we would be in that wicked category, right? Like, and and it, the point that you realize that, the point that you realize that that you are just like anybody else and you need Jesus just like anybody else is the point of grace. Okay, so never, like this passage, we're not to take this passage and be arrogant over a city and say, hey city, we have all the answers. We're not to say, hey city, we're, we're better than you are, we're holier than you are, we have more joy, or we have more peace. No, no, no. Like the only thing that separates us is Jesus. The only source of our peace is Jesus. The only source of our joy is Jesus. The only source of our goodness is Jesus. You guys get the picture? It's only Jesus that separates the righteous from the wicked here. So we don't stand in condemnation. We don't stand in, in uh, judgment even. And so, so he goes on and, well, actually before, before I go there, and, and, and because of that, this is why the new common is so important. And Sass going to touch on a bunch of other things, but I want to touch on two things here. This is why we plant churches, um, because we know that it's only through Jesus that we're going to change our city, right? And we see here that if it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. And here's the bottom line I want to take through this entire, this entire passage. It's in order for the city to prosper, the church has to prosper, in order for the city to prosper, the church has to prosper. And Solomon hits that really hard right here. So, like I said, this is why we plant churches. We've, we've only been a church for about, for a little over five years, and we planted a church in Milton about three years ago. It's a Pakistani couple who reaches out to South Asians who, man, they're seeing uh, Muslims come to faith, Hindus come to faith. It's, it's amazing what's happening in Milton with, with newcomers coming to Canada. And, and they're, just, they're just like simply sharing the good news of Jesus. And, and because their church and that, that body of believers is prospering, the city is starting to prosper and they're starting to feel it out there in Milton. Uh, this year will also help, help start a church on U of T's campus. Uh, if you want to know more about that, you can talk to me later. But we'll help start a church that is reaching out to students coming to U of T that is actually on campus, reaching the students who, who live on campus. Uh, we'll actually also start a church in London, the UK, like England, uh, this year as well, uh, because that is a global city, and we want to be in global cities, and we want to see the gospel go forth in global cities, because when the church prospers, the city prospers. So that's why we plant churches. That's why as a small church, as a young church, we see that as an important part of our ministry to the world, and to our city, and to our country. Also, we do something called multi-faith. And I don't talk about this as much from the front here, 
because it's very, um, uh, what's the word, um, fragile. But uh, I spend a lot of my time building relationships with, with Muslims and, uh, well, Muslim imams and Jewish rabbis. So uh, this is why, if you followed, followed my trips, this is why I'm in Abu Dhabi sometimes, or this is why I was in uh, Jordan, or we've, we've taken trips to uh, Dundee, this is why I'm in the White House, this is why, like, all this is multi-faith stuff. This is why, um, I, this is mainly why I travel. Uh, it's to do multi-faith work. This is what we do in Bethlehem. This is, um, yeah, there's, so anytime we're, we're, we're in the Middle East, it's, it's because of that. So, and what, is, what this is, guys, is let me give you a quick distinction here. Shoot, I don't have my watch. Is, this, is it 12.15 already? <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, it's not, right, it's 11.15. Let me put a clock up here. Uh, I don't know how to use this thing. There it is. All right. Let me give you a quick distinction on interfaith and multi-faith, because we hear about interfaith a lot, and I, I do, and I attend, and I'm a part of a lot of interfaith stuff, but we're not big on interfaith. We, we do multi-faith. So here's the distinction. Interfaith is fueled by tolerance and acceptance. It's fueled by us saying um, we can work together, you know, we kind of ignore our beliefs, and we can still work together for the common good. Uh, and what happens in those gatherings a lot, guys, is you talk about a lot of things, but you don't do a lot of things. You talk, 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 but nothing actually happens afterwards. And I've been in some of these, like in City Hall, in that room where it looks like you're in the UN. I've been in some of these in Regent Park, where you're in a smaller room, and, and it feels more intimate, like so small to big, and very little happens afterwards. Multi-faith is different because it's not fueled by tolerance and acceptance, it's fueled by love, okay? Our goal in multi-faith and in engagement and in anything is not to convert people, okay? Our goal is to love people, right? We serve because we're converted. We don't serve to convert, okay? Now, don't get me wrong. We want people to come to Jesus. We want to see people's lives transform, but if their lives aren't transformed, we're not saying, oh, that's it, we're moving on because it's fueled by love and relationships, okay? And in multi-faith, we don't hide our beliefs, we set our beliefs on the table, and we say we can work together with these on the table, okay? Like, you believe I'm going to hell, I believe you're going to hell, like, and, and let's just work together. Like, it's that blunt sometimes, because that's their belief, and, and for us, we're like, yeah, apart from Jesus, there's no hope. And they'd say, well, apart from following these five things, there's no hope. And we're like, yeah, you believe that, we believe that, but hey, we can still work together because we love each other. And guys, when you see that happen, it's so beautiful. And we've started to see it happen. It's taken five years for me to build into some of these relationships. Um, and we're starting to see fruit out of them. It's very slow. But that is something that a lot of you guys don't see that I do, that I spend a lot of time, a lot of time doing. So, um, the fruit is going to start coming out of that pretty soon. So um, this passage, he says, when we do stuff like that, when the church prospers, when the righteous, when it goes well with the righteous, the city actually rejoices. And then he, he brings it down to uh, the, next two, the next two verses. He brings it down to like our private life on, into a personal, more intimate level. And in verse 12, he says, 
Whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy in spirit keeps the thing covered. Remember, these are couplets, right? They're just expanding on, on the other. So what we see here is not someone, we see someone who's just standing in judgment, in condemnation, he's belittling his neighbor, he's slandering, and then we see a person of understanding. It says that person remains silent or that person keeps a thing covered. Now, it doesn't mean that the person doesn't speak. Okay, don't read that. It doesn't mean the person doesn't speak. It's saying the person keeps covered or keeps silent on the judgment, on the condemnation, on things that, they, that the other person just spews freely. Does that make sense so far? Like, they keep silent on the things that the other person just, just freely, the, the other person, they freely want to tear down. The other person, they freely want to criticize. And think about this about yourself. Is your first reaction to, to criticize? Is your first reaction to condemn? Is your first reaction to say, I'm better than them? Like, the person of understanding has self-awareness. The person of understanding has credibility. The person of understanding knows that they are just like the other if they didn't have Jesus. And that means we operate from a place of humility, not a place over people, okay? Um, also, this person recognizes that they're not a savior. They're a servant. And that's the take we, we get when we go to St. Jamestown. We don't come in saying, hey, we have all the answers, and we're going to save, save St. Jamestown. We go in as a servant, not a savior. And that's because our savior, Jesus, he laid his life down. He didn't lord it over us, right? So when we go into these places around the world, here in our city, we're laying our lives down. We're not belittling, we're not belittling people. We're not slandering. We're, we're trying to be as humble as we can because that's who Jesus was, and that's who he is. So um, let's, let's talk more about the new comments. Seth, why don't, why don't you come up? Because here's the question out of this. How do we do this? How do you do this? How do we do this as a church? How do you see that, um, that you have value, that you have influence, that, that there's, how do we help you discover your gifts? How do we help you discover your passions, your calling? We want to help you do that, and Seth's going to talk about all those ways. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm Seth. Uh, I'm on staff here at the church, and uh, yeah, I just I just want to like emphasize what what Mike just also like alluded to, which was uh, the new common is not just a space; it's it's it is like actually how we engage uh, in this in our city and and like also the the world, and there's also three things that I want to answer um, during this like short little talk, which is like, what is uh, the new common? Why do we actually do this? And and uh, and like, how can you be be like involved? So that again is like, what, why, how? So like, please Isaiah, next slide. Cool. So uh, this figure actually briefly outlines what what the uh, what the new commons actually about, um, and also like Mike explained this like ad nauseum, which is like um, through through God's kingdom, this kingdom like framework. That is how how we influence like everything like in our church, and 
and like also how we, how we engage our city, city like, and the world. So let's start first um, on the right, which is um, what is actually our church's mission? And you actually heard this as well, well like earlier on, and probably like every week um, this past couple months, which is like our, our goal really at the church is to help people like discover like identity and also destiny in Christ so that they can be influencing our city um, and the world. So like how we like engage like is it's like really tied into that, that like last part, which is like influencing our city and the world. Um, so then how do we actually go about this? That is through something we call domain engagement and also, also asset-based community development, and, the, and, um, and like I will also explain these more soon. What, can, what kind of values also inform this? And that's empowerment, creativity, diversity, collaboration, and also um, relationship. And like our goal, so like what do we actually, um, how do we actually define success? Like what, what like actually, Needs to, needs to occur. Uh, one is actually spiritual renewal, which is actually people discovering a meaning and also purpose in life. And that means actually people like knowing God. And two is a cultural uh, renewal too. And that is, and we, uh, three things like around that would be social inclusion, poverty, alleviation and also social justice, right? I think there are sometimes like churches like and groups that, that might that might emphasize one like above above the other, but like in our church we try and like approach it in, in a more more like in a more like more like holistic way. Um, so next slide please. So what is uh, domain engagement? So Mike Mike also like alluded to this, um, yeah, yeah, like in the past. But basically, society can be actually divided into like eight different spheres. Um, so that's economics, uh, yeah, like agriculture, health, governance, uh, governance, education, social work, so forth, and like. God's actually placed like all of us in these spheres, in like one like or more like of these spheres, um, so that like we can be salt and light. So so like our goal really through like domain like domain engagement could be um, could be like probably like like illustrated through this example. So like typically a church might um, host some sort of meal and then. She would have people uh, maybe serving soup, like, and that's great, right? But what if, like, we've we've got this like Bay Street executive who has like a lot to like offer, like in terms of like accounting skills, in terms of like um, like entrepreneur skills, and like he might be actually underusing like his skills, like and gifts, like and strengths. So like, basically, domain domain engagement then like helps tries to actually have people. Uh, like use what God stewarded them like well. So Isaiah, next slide. Uh, and so like what is what is asset-based community development? So so ABCDs uh, is consistent with the whole 
perspective that God has blessed every, every individual and community with, with this host of gifts, including such diverse things as land, social networks, knowledge, animals, savings, uh, like in intelligence, schools, creativity, equipment, and, and, and so forth. Also, also like ABCD puts, puts the emphasis on, on what people, including those who are, who are like oppressed and poor, like already have, and, 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 like, and like ask them to actually consider what is right with you? What gifts has God actually given you and that, that you can use to, to like improve your life and the life of those, those like around you? This is like a totally different approach than what um, a lot of like well-meaning churches do, which is kind of like go in and kind of like pick out like flaws and try and like change that like in them. Imagine that's you, right? Like a group comes in and I'm like, oh, Isaiah, like A, B, and C is like wrong with you. So that'll make you feel like crap, right? So am I like allowed to say that? <laughs> no? Okay. Skip. <laughs> Skip the slide. <laughs> so once again, this is uh, important. Uh, the new common space is this expression like of the, of, of the, uh, of our like approach to like engaging our city, city like and the world, so great like example of just how domain engagement and and also ABCD plays out like in the space. I'm gonna put Colin, Colin like on the map. So Colin has been like taking like a lot of courses in just um, nutrition. So he's really like involved, involved in the in the health sphere. So um, he actually. Um, was really like excited about what this what this one 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 like agency was was like doing around food security and and that was like and that term means like um, all people should have should have should have like access to like um, um, uh, cheap and and also uh, nutritious. Uh, Food and that's such a that's such a big uh, social social issue. So like Colin actually was like, yeah, this is something like I can get 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 like involved in. He's he's actually also um, heard their heard their ideas and and like has been this this like advocate for actually pushing them forward. Also. Um, Colin has like great, great like ideas too, right? So like he's been he's been able to actually give them like ideas that'll kind of propel what they're doing. Like the goal is like basically through this process that Colin could be salt and light like in these in this in this like agency's like life, and that they may also draw closer to God. Um, so skip to the next slide. So it's trips. So so our goal, like as a church now, is to make um, two trips a year um, to to uh, Palestine, and that um, basically like how we engage like here's how we engage abroad. Um, so like example of this is like um Last year we made two trips, and, and 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 like our goal was to actually meet new people, meet new new like agencies. And one one like agency was this um, baby um, 
the kind of like premier uh, baby baby um, hospital like in the land that that they accept like a lot of um, basic basically like everyone um, that'll come to them uh, to spite what what they could like afford and like a lot of the a lot of the kids kids like issues would be like um, around like the brain because like there's a lot of um, sometimes in more like rural towns there there like isn't uh, really a lot of a lot of like education around like inter family um, pro pro creation so like they so we actually had this like appointment with with this with this like head nurse and also head had like HR person and they actually told us like if we could provide people that can come in and provide um, provide provide like education around this this would be great even uh, even like education around like how to help kids um, flourish like in life like if they if they have been like impacted um, so incomes we have um, I'm going to also highlight here Natalie She's somewhere, but she's she's this, like occupational therapist. So like so she'll be actually going going on our trip and also specifically um, serving to to like address that 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 like need, right? So like basically when we talk about stuff like global, which is like local and and global mix, because like the the like local like impacts global and also global impacts us us like here. The new comments, like basically what we're addressing. So could we skip on? Thanks. So why do you have to be like a part of? This? So there's so many different, different, different options out there. There's a lot of different um, ways to get 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 like, involved and still serve God. But but like why this? So if you've actually chosen to be a part of this church, you've actually committed um, to to actually being a part of this church's. Mission, right? Which is um, basically this is it, which is like discovering identity in Christ leads to influencing our city, city like and the world. And why specifically the new common? Why this? Why this approach? This 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 like approach actually capitalizes on gifts and talents to use for for his for his kingdom. And that term again is to spread his rule and reign. And second is we, through this approach, actually we believe we are actually promoting people's dignity and worth um, by, by just even like focusing on, on their strengths opposed to like where they lack. That's actually like um, uh, impressing upon them um, just like dignity like, and worth, right? That they're made like in God's, God's image. Um, also, probably the most important, this is what our church is, is doing. So, like, I totally get, um, all you guys are, like, probably involved in, like, serving, serving elsewhere, but um, to some capacity, like, I just want to, like, encourage you to be, like, involved in, like, what our church is actually doing. Because um, you've, if you've, committed to be a part of this church, if you committed to, to actually calling this church your, your, uh, your like home, it means that like you will be involved in like a way, right? So next Isaiah, please. 
So kept it really easy here, how to get Gaelic involved. First things, uh, complete our societal engagement survey. Um, two is uh, meet with a domain engagement facilitator. Can we actually have those folks st stand up? Curtis, Laura, please stand up too. Yeah, but like Laura also, if you want, uh, want like information, so there's only three here, so also like a part would be like Rachel and who else is it? Kelly and Leticia, okay. So, so like approach these three folks to, to just find out more. Um, two ways, okay guys, thank you. All right, two ways to take, to take these, these like steps is A, talk to like a domain engagement facilitator. B is to email info at, at the new common dot org and they will arrange a time to meet and just like inform you of, of just how to like specifically get get like involved. Next Susan. Cool. Pray. Uh, yeah, pray for these these uh, domain engagement like leaders, because hey, they they have jobs, like they're doing a lot and they actually commit a lot of time and, and like effort into actually helping our church um, uh, engage engage like in this way. Commit to also praying for like people going to uh, going going abroad like in May, um, and that's and that's really key because this is a really tough tough like area area of the world. Um, also commit to praying for people in St Jamestown as we uh, strive to work like alongside them. I think I put one on twice. <laughs> people going and people in. People in. There yeah, we go. Isaiah's fault. That's a good distinction. <laughs> no, that's a good distinction. That's your fault. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Great job, that's... Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it thanks. <laughs> it was your fault. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, that was, that was really good. Um, guys, this is... This is uh, engaging society. It's how we empower you to do that. So at the same time we are empowering St. Jamestown, we're empowering you to do that, to come alongside what God is doing there, or the West Bank, or, or wherever we engage, in your workplace, in your neighbor, uh, your neighborhoods, things like that. Um, and, it's, uh, and that's really, uh, I think about, think about multi-faith, we were talking about that before. You do multi-faith every day, right? at work, uh, in your neighborhoods, people you interact with in the grocery store, things like that. We live in a city that's multi-faith, where it's pluralistic, it's, people have all kinds of different beliefs. You just don't do it intentionally. Like, you just live your life. And we wanna get you to, to have a different vision and perspective on how you interact with these relationships. Because like I said, if the church prospers, our city's gonna prosper. We're never going to see our city prosper if we stand over our city. We have to be a church with our city. And guys, like these days, every church is like, yeah, we want to be a church for our city. And that's all good. We want to be a church for our city too. But being a church for our city sometimes means being on the sidelines and cheering our city on. We want to work with the city. We want to join God's work because he's moving in places that are outside of the church. He's moving in places that are, are more kingdom than that, and we want to see where that is, come alongside there, and, and empower that in our city, because when the church prospers, the city's going to prosper. And here's the thing, guys. Many of you 
You can't even do that in the church. You can't even interact with people in a humble way inside the church. And if you can't do it here, there's no way you can do it out there. And so it has to start here. We have to see the church prosper in these ways first. Jeremiah 29 says this. We're going to close with this. Um, This is the people of Israel in exile. This is the people of Israel who, and um, a horrible, like, nation has come in and destroyed, and they're taking over the entire world, and they've come in into uh, Israel and Jerusalem, and they've exiled all the Israelites back into Babylon. And Jeremiah, the prophet of God, says this to them, because their, their whole lives are turned upside down. Like, everything was destroyed. This people killed their family. This, these people took away their possessions. The, uh, the, the Babylonians, they took away their livelihood. And he says this to them. And this is what's so hard because they're, they're in exile. And guys, I get it. Sometimes, as the church, as followers of Jesus, we feel like we've been exiled. This is a hard city. Toronto is hard. I was talking to Cindy this morning. We were talking about how, like, when you share the gospel, I've, I don't know if I've ever been in a, a place so hard and so dark and so oppressive uh, where you're sharing the gospel with someone and you're like, man, there's nothing. There's nothing there. And they used to say it takes like six exposures. I think that's like tripled. Like it's in our city, it may take like 18 exposures for someone to hear the gospel and really grab it, uh, grasp it before, uh, before like we see that seed grow in their heart. And... And so I get it, it's hard. So sometimes it feels like we're aliens and we're exiles. And so this speaks to us because uh, Jeremiah says this, thus says the Lord of hosts, this is verse four, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I've sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, he says, build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. He says, be a part of the economy of the city. Like, settle your lives down there. Some of you guys, uh, and, and we live in a city like this, right, where you come in, and people come in here to make their career. They come in to uh, find satisfaction, to find fulfillment, to find achievement, and then they move on. There's some of you guys who've been in our church for a couple of years, and, and your life is up in the air, so you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to be here in two or three years. Um, I don't plan on being, so I'm just not going to commit. No, like, if you're going to be here for one year or one month, commit now. We had someone last year, she was here on student exchange, um, and she was here for, what, uh, six months or something? Maybe less than that. I think it was like five months, right? It was a semester of school, however long that is these days, four or five months. And guys, she, she found our church, didn't know anybody at our church. She came in, she fully committed, she was serving every Sunday, she was part of a small group, all those things. And after four months, she was like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> She's like, I found a home. Like, I, I, like, I've never been a part of a community like this. And it all came not because we're special, but because she committed. She didn't think, oh, I'm not going to be here in five months. She thought, no, I'm here for five months, and I'm going to be here, and I'm going to commit here. Like, that is what the, he's calling the exiles to do here. Like, he's not saying, yeah, I'm going to rescue you in a year, so don't worry about it. Like, destroy everything around you. Don't worry about relationships. He says, no, plant things, plant gardens, build houses, eat their produce, take wives in verse 6, have sons and daughters, build relationships, build healthy relationships, takes wives to your sons, give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons, multiply there. That is the cultural mandate from Genesis chapter 1. 
be fruitful and multiply, we see this isn't just in their promised land. They're supposed to do this everywhere, even in the enemy's land. Multiply there. He says, and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city in verse 7, where I've sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare, you'll find your welfare. Do you know what word that is right there for welfare? That word is shalom. That word is peace. That word is this holistic idea of peace. It is God's shalom, the welfare. And where does our peace come from? It comes from Jesus. That's the only thing that separates us from anybody else, guys. It comes from Jesus. He is our peace. Ephesians chapter 2, yeah, 2 says, Jesus is our peace. He came to make peace between us and God and us and each other, right? Between you and the person sitting next to you, between you and me, he came to make peace. And he did it by laying his life down. He did it by, it says, he killed the hostility. And how did he do that? By allowing himself to be killed for us. And guys, the peace of Christ, Paul says, has to rule and reign in our hearts. If it can't rule and reign in your heart, then it's not going to rule and reign in your heart in your relationships in this church. If it can't do that in this church and we can't see the church prosper in that, we'll never do it in the city. The church has to prosper in order for a city to prosper. And we have to seek the common good together, the new common, the welfare of the city, the shalom of the city. But it has to come out of the peace and the shalom that the Lord Jesus is producing in our hearts through the power of the Spirit. So allow this, the, the, the spirit of peace, the peace of the spirit, to rule and reign in your heart today so that we can have healthy relationships to impact our city for the new common. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. We pray that it would uh, just, just soak in our hearts, Lord Jesus. Um, water your word in our hearts and grow your word in our hearts. Lord Jesus, give us a new perspective. We're not here just to uh, worship. We're here to worship and obey. That's what you initially put Adam and Eve in the garden for. It was to worship and obey. So Lord Jesus, show us how to be obedient in our world. Show us how to worship, be obedient, and and listen to your voice and engage uh, our city through our domains, through our gifts, through our passions, through our callings, so that we can be salt and light, so that we can love our enemies, so that we can be people of integrity, so that we can see the peace and the shalom and the welfare of our city rise up and rejoice because it goes well with the righteous, because the church is prospering. So thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Thank you for laying your life down for that. And that's the cross we bear every day. Continue to push us forward in that we ask in your name. Amen. If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.